the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Please be seated. We all meet God in different ways. Some people meet God in the community. Some people find God in prayers or in dreams. God is present in the holy work of justice. God exists in stillness and in rest. Some people discover God in sacred places. And others find God in scripture. I have met people who picked up the Bible, read a verse, and found Jesus. I have also met good Christians who have never read the Bible outside of church readings. Today, I have questions for you. But I would like to assure you that there are no wrong answers. It's just helpful for me to understand what the Bible is for us as a community and as individuals. And so I am asking you, because technically I'm on holiday today, so you guys are going to have to help me with the work of the sermon. How many of you have read the whole Bible? This is not news, just so you know. Has anyone here read the entire Old Testament? Yeah. <laughs> um, we have two people who are doing EFM where you do actually go through and read the whole Bible. Uh, what about the entire New Testament? Yeah, a few more people have done that. And a couple more questions. And I'll answer them first as a courtesy. Um, but I do actually want to know, what is your favorite book? in the Bible. My favorite changes, it usually depends on what I'm studying at the moment. For example, I led a Bible study for Salal and Cedar on Acts for two, year, for two years ago. For that entire year of study, my total favorite book in the Bible was Acts. Right now, my favorite book is Isaiah. That was when I was writing it. Right now, I'm loving the Psalms. And it, it's just how beautiful the words are. And, and that's my feeling. So what's your favorite book in the Bible? Anybody? Steve? James. James. Why? Just like some of the scripture. Yeah. Thank you. Does anybody else feel brave enough to announce a favorite book? Psalms. Psalms? Is there a reason? Yeah, because it's encouraging. For the encouragement. And to help encourage for yourself and for others. All right, so I do actually want to know these answers, so I will not bug you now, but if in the next few weeks you can tell me what your favorite book in the Bible is, I do want to know. What about your least favorite book in the Bible? Because my least favorite book also changes. Today, and all this for the last year, I think, I've had really strong feelings of distaste for judges. Uh, I've been doing a lot of wandering and wondering and practicing local pilgrimage. I am thinking about land. 
In Judges, there are confusing stories about how people are in relationship with land and with other people who were on the land before them. Right now, I am officially annoyed at the entire book of Judges. Anybody else? Does anybody here have a book that they just is annoying them? Yeah, that's a hard one. I'm not even going to ask you why, because that makes so much sense. Again, I say, I will not bother you in this setting to, and push you to tell me what you think. But if you could tell me privately over the last couple weeks what your favorite book is, what your least favorite book is, it helps me understand where the energy and the Holy Spirit is in this place, in this time. And now, coming back to basics, because those are important to review now and then, let's talk about how we read the Bible. Let me tell you what I mean. There are, some, there are many ways to read scripture, including some terrible options. For example, I do not recommend doing what I did when I was 19. When I was 19, I earnestly decided that reading the whole Bible would be a good idea. There are so many references to the Bible in English literature, I would understand the stories of my language if I read the Bible. So I stole a King James tradition. I am not proud of this. If anyone here ever wants a Bible, just ask, and I will give you one, I will give one to your friends. I have Bibles just to give away, so please ask. Anyway, I took this Bible from a cathedral in Singapore and I read it all, cover to cover, start to finish. It was awful. Without interpretation, without a community to help me understand the tone and intent and metaphors, I was struck by all the violence and anger. Please do not read the Bible alone, cover to cover. Scripture was always meant to be read in bits and pieces in community and with discussion. Another terrible, if tempting, way to read the Bible is to find passages that confirm what you already believe and just read those. You have two options in this terrible tradition. One is to go looking for scripture that agrees with you. This is called proof texting, and you will find something to prove just about anything in the Bible. But it is too easy to take verses out of context and do great harm. For example, scripture tells us about the importance of keeping a rest day. Remember the Sabbath. That's one of the Ten Commandments. Resting is an essential and holy practice. And then, today, in our Gospel reading, Jesus heals on the Sabbath and reminds us that this rule is not the ultimate rule. The Great Commandment, the rule Jesus identifies as the foundation for all our faith, the rule that in a couple of moments we will say together as an affirmation of our faith. No, not that rule. The rule to keep the Sabbath is helpful and sometimes should be bent when other needs arise. The invitation is to keep faith 
complicated. Do not read scripture for an easy answer. The second option is to read only what you know you already agree with. There is nothing wrong with returning to comforting and familiar passages in times of trouble. That's not what I'm talking about. What I mean is only read what you agree with and preachers are terrible for this. That's why the Anglicans use the lectionary to make sure we're reading widely from scripture. Without the lectionary, some congregations think that the whole Bible is about judging them for their sins because that's all their preacher reads. Other communities believe in a nice, bland Jesus because that's all their preacher reads. Some communities only read passages that tell them to keep the Sabbath and live accordingly. Other communities, the passage that tells us to break the Sabbath. But we need both quotes to live as Jesus teaches. God is great and terrible. God is full of love and full of mystery. We grow in faith when we come to scripture with curiosity. A curiosity shaped and bounded by the greatest commandment. To love the Lord our God with all our heart and soul and mind and strength and to love our neighbor as ourself. But enough of poor reading habits. There are also excellent methods for reading scripture, tools to shape our reading. And it's worth naming these so that each of us is empowered and enabled to read scripture as the mood or spirit takes us. I use all of the methods I'm about to describe. Most weeks, I read the passage for Sunday in all of these ways. One way to read scripture is to study the Bible. This is what we do in Bible study. We go through scripture line by line, word by word, and examine what those words mean. We touch base with history. We understand context. I love this kind of study. This is the thinking part of faith, and I think it's so much fun. But there are other ways to read scripture. Another way is called an Ignatian exercise. And it is to imagine your way into scripture. Choose a perspective, any perspective in the story, for example, or even the edges of the story. In our gospel reading today, imagine you are a Jewish person, a trader with a stall in the market that has to obey Roman law. You do better business practice if you practice Roman tradition. But you come to the synagogue every Sabbath to remember who you are. Then this is the important part. Put yourself in the reading. Imagine the dust on the floor. Feel the heat of your family as they sit so close beside you. Watch the woman with the crippled body find a place to worship. You have sat with her in the synagogue every year for 18 years. Have you given her charity? Or have you avoided even looking at her, like you might avoid the homeless people who beg on Main Street today. What does she smell like? What does she sound like? Slow down and imagine every detail. 
Watch as Jesus touches her and lays his hands upon her. When was the last time you touched someone sick and suffering? Watch as Jesus teaches your teachers in the synagogue. Feel the rejoicing crowd around you. What does that sound like? Rejoice with them. This method of reading takes time and attention to detail. This method of reading sets scripture in the created world. This reading invites us to be present to the Bible with our whole body. And then finally, and slightly more formally, another way to read scripture is called Lecto Divina. It is a practice founded in monastic communities. You pick a piece of scripture like this week's gospel reading and read it three times over the day, meditating and praying between each reading. For example, if we were going to read our passage this way, we would start by reading the whole passage out loud and then just rest with the passage. Get along with washing the dishes or mowing the lawn, but notice what parts of the passage stick with you, what words jump out. Let the Holy Spirit guide you to notice whatever pops up. And then read it again, out loud. Again, just sit with the passage in your day. Notice what grabs your attention. Is it the same or different from your last reading? How do you feel as you sit with this passage? It might, uh, and again, let the Holy Spirit guide you into the lessons for you from this passage in this day. Might be a word, might be a feeling. This is an emotional and a personal reading of scripture. As I'm working on this sermon, I am wondering how this community feels about holy rest. I am wondering what makes my own rest holy. Today we have talked about reading scripture most broadly. We've touched base on terrible ways to read scripture and I have described some traditional and in my experience, useful methods for reading scripture. My hope here is that every person feels empowered and enabled to pick up the Bible and start reading. With one final caution, if you never feel the call to read scripture outside of the church, please do not feel bad. Practicing our faith includes reading the Bible, which you do do here at church every week. But practicing our faith is not only reading the Bible. It is also caring for the community and the neighborhood. God can be found in scripture and in prayer and in justice work. God can be found in rest, in holy Sabbath rest. Please, mix it up a little bit and find God everywhere.